Welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. Another beautiful Sunday, guys. Ready to do this thing, man. You know how it goes. It is 8.05 p.m. on the East Coast. Shout out to all my West Coast folks out there, man, who we just did the show with the previous hour. Beautiful experience, man. You guys always come live and come correct. Appreciate the love that you guys show on the West side of things. Uh, Excuse me. I'm a bit under the weather. But you know what? My voice is coming back, and I will be able to talk as much as possible, as much as I used to talk. So I'll be able to get on you guys' nerves as I have done in the past. But uh, you know what? Having a voice is a, is a beautiful thing because you never – those little – I say little. I don't even really know how to, how to, uh, how to give it its proper value when we talk about things that we take for granted. Like, for example, having a voice. You know, being able to talk is, I, I know it seems uh, really simple, but being able to talk is a is a major thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And it's a blessing. And I, I think it's something that most of us, including myself, you know, we don't, and and to this very moment, those are things that we don't think about being able to talk, you know, being able to see, being able to feel, you know, having all of our senses and having the ability to do for ourselves uh, is, is a very, very major, major monumental thing. And, and I know that it's taken for granted uh, upon by a lot of people out there every single day, you know, they wake up and, and people, uh, complain. Some some people complain by nature. Uh, some people are hateful uh, by nature, and I, I don't I don't mean hateful in the sense of just hating people, but uh, or, or just maybe some people are mourning people. I just put it like that because right now in my head I'm thinking about uh, my movement. You know something that I created called uh, We Run Monday. Hashtag We Run Monday. And, and, you know, it, it's simply because it, it seems like across America, you know, I look at social media, man, and I talk to people from coast to coast and, and, and around the world. And if it's Monday, you know, people begin the conversation where, you know, once you ask them how you doing or, you know, good morning. Well, yeah, I'm OK for a Monday or haven't you guys heard it before? I, I know you've heard it before, right? I'm OK for a Monday or I'm, I'm doing all right for a Monday or. You know, blah, blah, blah for Monday. Or I'm cool because it's Monday, but I would be doing better if it wasn't Monday. I mean, so with those phrases, and, and, and it's habitual too. Like, that that's the other thing. You know, that becomes a habit. It becomes a habit that we take for granted upon the things that we're blessed with, that God has bestowed upon us, and that we should be thankful for is just simply having our five senses. And those are things that we, a lot of us take for granted, you know, and that's where my movement, We Run Monday, came from. So, you know, look for that. We Run Monday, hashtag We Run Monday. I want you guys to, to put it on your on your websites and put it on your social media pages, your Twitters, your Instagrams, IG. Uh, shout out to all my IG followers, man. Picked up a bunch of people this week. Um, you know, just put it wherever you have a voice, wherever you have a following or wherever you interact, even if you're at work. You know, when you go to work or you go to school, Let's break that habit of saying I'm okay uh, or I'm doing okay for Monday. You know, let, let's say 
you know, I'm, I'm outstanding because I'm alive. You know, forget that it's Monday. I'm, we here, you know, we living, we're able. And, and you know, those things are monumental. Uh, this week, well, I, let me go back. Last week, I don't know if you guys listened to the KRP radio show last week. Uh, I was supposed to go on live. My voice went blank. I mean, I try to do the show no matter what, you know, no matter what ails me. I always try to do the show, you know, the, the the hour here, the hour elsewhere, and the blog for an hour. You know, I try to dedicate those three to four. And, and up on up to six and eight hours of, of preparation and reading and some of the things I don't even get to that I prep for and that I read about. But, you know, it is what it is. But I try to do the show no matter rain, sleet, or snow, no matter what's going on, even if we're having technical difficulties with this blog talk next that we that we uh, home air the station on which is something we're working on, too. Shout out to Live Sounds. We may be on our way over there. XM Radio, we may be on our way over there as early as next, early as next year. If we get the numbers right, let's do it. Let's get them numbers right, baby. But uh, I try to do the show no matter what. And last week, my voice just went blank. And it was not a thing that I could do about it. I mean, I could get nothing out. I, I try to yell, try to scream. I just couldn't get anything out. So, you know, what we did, we found... Uh, something that we were going to air in in November uh, when we when we get off for uh, what people refer to as the Thanksgiving break, and that and we'll save that for another day. But when when we're off for that that American holiday, um, you know, we we found something that we were going to play, and it resonated volumes for for what we have going on right now. It just made sense. So uh, we we played uh, an excerpt from. Uh, C-SPAN, and where C-SPAN was airing uh, disaster preparation from the local and state level, according to the federal government. They were explaining basically what they would do in the event of a pandemic and how they were saying H1N1 during the time that we had that outbreak, that they weren't prepared and it was mass hysteria somewhat. And, you know, anyway, we wanted to play it because it fit for what's happening right now and what's happening right now is something that uh, some people refer to as a hoax. Okay. Some people refer to it as a conspiracy theory. Uh, Some people aren't paying attention at all. Some people could care less about it. You know, some people absolutely could care less about, and, and what I'm talking about is Ebola. And uh, you know, let's just let's just throw it out there, man. A lot of people don't believe in this Ebola uh, um, outbreak, if you will. Uh, there has been one official death uh, with the case of Ebola in America. Uh, there has been several now, several claims of people who has uh, contracted Ebola uh, either being in the same environment as someone that was linked to or whom have had Ebola in the U.S. or whom was a healthcare worker uh, that was taking care of at least one individual that we know uh, perished from Ebola. So there's a big push for um, 
quarantine or shutting down borders, right? There's a big push for that. There's a lot of people out here saying, hey, you know, we need to shut the borders down. We don't need to be flying people in from uh, uh, Africa where the virus has uh, uh, ran rapid and some say even mutated to be uh, 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 an airborne virus or an airborne disease, if you will. Um, there have been a lot of people that has been saying we should shut the borders down uh, south of us, uh, being Mexico, uh, first and foremost, because a lot of people are coming in there uh, with other disease diseases such as uh, Enviro. I, I think it's called en- Enviro, en- Enviro or something like that. Excuse me for not knowing, but a common cold disease that, stri- that strikes children. Okay. So I tell you what, right now it's 8.15 p.m., I got a few topics that I want to talk about to you guys, but since we're on Ebola right now, let's go to a caller. I call my man Cartoon Man, but he's a veteran, and I salute this man for always coming on the KRP show, and he's a regular right now. Shout out to my brother, who's also a veteran. Welcome to the show, brother. How are you? What's up, Pudgy? Hey, man, as always, honored to have you, man. And I I salute you for being the man that you are, but I also salute you for being a, a veteran in this unappreciative nation. Thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, you know that. You know I mean that. Yeah, I know. I know you mean it. That's real. That's real right there. You wrote a book, brother. You, you, you wrote a book that, that a lot of people need to hear about that I'm very interested in. And in that book that I have not yet read, okay, that I have not yet read, I will be ordering that book, if not tonight, this week. Uh, in support of you, first of all, but also to gain that knowledge that I know you dropped in that in that in that book. Uh, but you had a chapter in that book on Ebola, and I want you to enlighten us uh, about your book, first of all. But what what made you? Uh, 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 what led you to be prophetic, if you will? Okay, prophetic in writing that chapter on Ebola. Well. I started looking at the way the disease made its way from southern Africa up to northwestern Africa. And I wondered how it was spread through such a vast area and miss all those people in between. Hmm. What I came up with is it went from one jungle region to the next jungle region. started wondering, why did it skip the place in between? Because it's a desert. You know, so I wonder how it would be possible to spread this disease to people who were, you know, covered up for protective gear while sure. they are treating Ebola patients. And I said, there's got to be a couple of things going on that the government refuses to talk about because they're a little too pious and they don't want to get people alarmed. First off, before I forget, I can't understand why on earth they are allowing anyone who is infected with Ebola into a United States hospital. That's the first thing I can't understand. And the reason I can't understand that is because, simple, contaminating an entire facility with with the contagion that you are really ignorant of. So bringing it into a hospital is bad. Look, if you go to the hospital and you're already picking up secondary infections, uh, you know, what is that stuff, MRSA and all that other stuff that they cannot cure, that they cannot Absolutely. contain? How yeah. in the world can you justify bringing Ebola into a hospital? <laughs> Preach! I can't understand. It just don't make sense, though, Pudge. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you, it makes you know, no sense. 
you're going to endanger people, not just the people in the hospital, but the whole community because the hospital is there for people that get sick tomorrow. Sure. So then all these people getting sick can't be going to the hospital because they decided to bring one person in. As intelligent as these people are, we've seen that they would have mobile containment units available to quarantine people. You need to have dedicated sites. An emergency room, an operating room, triage center is not the place for any Ebola patient. It's just not. Why did they let – me, let me ask you something. Let, let's, let's rewind for a second because – People, people are, are 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 different, man. I won't call folks crazy. Uh, uh, I've already got in trouble for that out here. But people, people are different, and 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 people are different because they don't believe stuff stink when they smell it. They don't believe crap stink when they smell it. Basically, as the old folks would say. Now. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of folks out here that's saying this Ebola uh, outbreak or virus is false. They're saying it's fake. It's not real. They're gonna go on about their lives. They don't believe it. They make jokes about it. They laugh about it. They make a mockery about it. And folks aren't taking it serious. What do you say to that? I say reality doesn't care whether you appreciate it or not. Reality <laughs> is, you know. You can deny anything you want to, but the fact of the matter is, if it's there, it's there. You know, we have to, the the government is responsible for the safety of the nation. That's why we elect you. There's, you know, the laws, enacting laws and all that other stuff. They're wasting their time. They're not taking this virus serious. This gentleman, the first thing you got to think about, this guy, Duncan, who came into the United States, he flew here. If he landed and it was bad enough shape that he had to go to the hospital, what happened to the airline seat that he sat his behind in? Mm. See, because that's he's, if he's contagious for, what, two weeks after, a week or so after he's dead, then that, that doggone seat, somebody sat in it. That's right. Multiple times. Everybody was inside an enclosed cabin with that guy. There's no talk about that. These people have children. And see, this is where we get into this book that I wrote. It's called Modern Curiosities 2, From Ebola to Epilepsy. Wow. In it, the section on Ebola, I asked, what would happen if a child is exposed to an adult who has this goes to school. Now, you already have an epidemic of whooping cough, so you're going to be coughing all over the place. These children will be. Once that happens, it's going to be really bad. Sure. Because it's going to go into the school system. Kids ride the bus. Parents interact with the children. Parents take it all over the place. This is going to get bad before it gets better. And you also got to count People having sex, transmitting it that way. Absolutely. See, that's body fluid. It's a lot of it, too. So how you get Ebola if you fully contain? Because you're taking chances when you're outside the suit. So you got people going to these countries in Africa where they have these slaves, these sex slaves. They come from yeah. Europe. You know, you got a lot of pedophiles going over there and so forth and so on. 
you got people over there having sex with people in Africa, and this disease is showing up in other places. That's how they're going to bring it back. That's how they are bringing it back. That's what I was going to say. Folks have already brought this stuff back, and, back. And, and, and people are discrediting just that point. That one person has already died from this. And we don't know who he interacted with. They say 20 people, man. You'll come across 20 people in a matter of minutes in a day. Yeah. What about money? In a matter of minutes. How long does this stuff stay on money? See, because everybody's sweat. How long does mm. this stuff stay on money? You know, this Ebola could be the smallpox epidemic of our day. Sure. Absolutely. It really could. The government, it seems like they're not concerned about this or they got caught with their pants down. You know, we got think tanks for wars. We got think tanks for how to raise taxes. We got think tanks for think tanks. But nobody had a think tank on Ebola. Everybody's so busy arguing over something really petty that they they allowed this to come into the country. And here's a topic that I really hate to bring up but I believe it is something worth discussing. You have diehard terrorists who hate the United States and are willing to sacrifice themselves for the benefit of destroying something over here. Sure. With these poor borders, what's stopping al-Qaeda from deliberately infecting themselves and coming here? Wow. What's stopping ISIS? From doing the same thing. I mean, what stop? What is the? What is the? the what is it going to take for the United States government to take this here epidemic seriously? It's that's gonna pretty be, profound, right there. Oh that, yeah, that, 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 We, we, we need to build on that for for one moment, though. Before we go, before we go ahead, let, let's. Let's build on that for a moment because I think what you just identified is probably the biggest threat today. And that threat is people who have no regard for human life, not even their own whatsoever, okay, past their cause and their hatred, which is the destruction of America by all means. Now, there is absolutely nothing in this world stopping these people from infecting themselves with Ebola. They're all over the world, these terrorists. They are all over the world, literally. And if you think so they're not, not here, if you absolutely think they're not here. here, guess again. Absolutely you know, not here. Let me run something by you real quick, Pudgy. I hate to cut you off. I'm, I, and, and it's only going to take me a second. Go for it, brother. I'm an ex-gangbanger. I'm from Compton, right? Mm-hmm. Old school crip. But I don't gangbang. I want to get that out there. But the sure. reason I mention that is because, man, everywhere I go, there's crips. Absolutely. And see, they might not gangbang right now, but if they go to jail, guess what happens? They gang they don't bang. They called on. See, these That's cats right. here, you got to do is get called on. And a lot wow. of ladies called on. See, we, we, you know, the government had to get serious and quit playing with each other 
sit around with their fingers up their own butts and get busy addressing these issues that's affecting the country or gonna affect the country. Forget getting reelected. What good is being reelected if there's nobody to govern? Bodies in anarchy. How long do you think people are going to allow ambulances into the hospitals with somebody that they know is infected with Ebola without tripping real hard? Mm. I, I don't I, know. I, not not long for sure. They can't pledge man. I, I just wonder if these cats are just, if they wanted out here, I, I, I don't really want to sound like I'm saying that they weren't, but it seems like they do because they're not doing anything to prevent it. Everybody Let me tell you what to- I think, bro. I, I think it's worse than what they're saying. Got to be. Because this is, traditionally, this is how the government has reacted when things are worse than what they're saying. Like when they don't have control over it, they try to be as silent as much as possible about it every single time. And then they go out and get their other alphabet boys, these other org- these other government organizations, that are in charge of that sector of America, like healthcare or, or health, mm-hmm. like the CDC, you know, they, they, they go bring them in and, and, and they made, they issue a statement and, and, and see the executive branch, they stay out of it. They stay out of it. That way they can't be blamed. I think it's worse than what they're saying. I think it's a good chance that this disease has probably already uh, affected at least people to the thousands, maybe the ten thousands, and they don't know that they're sick yet. Yeah, you're gonna find out. You definitely I think we're gonna find, find out soon. And I tell you one thing, if you look down in the southern part of the United States, the southeastern United States, and you go down into southern Mexico and to Central America, the climate is really, really similar to that of Africa. The areas where it had the it Ebola is. outbreaks. Really simple, no. It's it's it, it's really amazing that the government of the United States is as inept as it is in handling this particular disease. See, the world, in all honesty, you have to be when you when you talk about this, you have to be as honest as humanly possible. The world ignored this disease because it was killing Africans. So oh, yeah. nobody cared about that. They didn't care. It wasn't important. It wasn't even on the radar. You know, well, they made movies good. about it. Yeah, put on the news. Oh, that's we got all these people dying over here. Blah blah blah. But <clears throat> my question is, why did you allow it to leave? Why did you allow it to even prosper in that place? As many countries in Africa that are still really, they don't not officially colonized, but they are colonized because of the corporations that are in them. All these places that are colonized have people from the West who work and control certain sectors of that of those countries. And they go back and forth. So it's impossible in this global economy to contain something to Africa. So by them ignoring it, by by them I mean the Western states sure. the advanced technological capabilities to fight this, by right. them I mean those people, by them ignoring it, actually opened Pandora's jar. And the only thing that stayed in Pandora's jar was hope. Mm. 
See, Bola was supposed once they found out that this thing was as bad as it was, the entire world was supposed to come and fight that. Just like they came and rose against Hitler, they were supposed to That's rise right. Hitler. That's a fact. That's right. Oh, yeah. They were supposed to rise, bro. But since it was me and you who were sick and bleeding out all over the place and dying, it was cool. But now it's over here near, uh, near all it has to do is get down Get an infection in the southeastern United States or southern Mexico or Central America. It's all bad, bro. From down, from there, it's downhill. Wow. And they can where do we everything. go? Where, 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 do, where do we go from here? Because <clears throat> if you really pay attention to what's happening, I, I'll say in the news, right? But if you, if you really pay attention to what's happening locally, see, they can't control what gets out locally, what people are putting online, what people are tweeting. Uh, uh, to an extent, I mean, they can, but they, and they will, but at this point, it hadn't gotten to that. And uh, people are saying, you know, my sister went to the hospital, such and such is at a wedding. We just saw a cruise ship, you know, get get uh, uh, docked, and and you know, a person on there was saying that had been one of the uh, uh, healthcare workers, and and they had to get blood swabbed and whatnot. But w- what I'm saying is. As these outbreaks are being not reported, but as they're being tweeted, because you got to remember the power is in the internet today. They'll shut it down one day, right? But the power is in the internet because one in every four people has the internet or social media, excuse me, page. So oh, yeah, people are saying right. on, 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 sorry, say again? I say you're right. And then you have what else you got to add to those one in four people that's on the internet? is that some of them are in areas where there's limited access and sure. a few different people share a particular account, maybe, you know? Absolutely. So you got you you have a, a lot of people wired into that thing. Wow. Go ahead, bro. I'm sorry, man. I, I cut you off. My bad, brother. No, it's, it's cool, man. 619-638-8559. On the air with my brother Cartoon, man. We're talking... The Ebola virus. What's the name of your book again, my brother? The book is called Modern Curiosities 2. Ebola to Epilepsy. It's on Amazon.com. Amazon, okay. You got to get that out. Modern Curiosities 2 as number two or true. So we got to get that out. We got to put that on the website. You know, folks got to read about this. Sounds like a good read to me. I definitely want to get more into it. I have to read it so I can be well vested in talking about it. And I'm 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 a reader, man. So I'm 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 looking forward to it right now. I'm itching. I'm I'm getting ready to go on Amazon right now. See if I can find it right here. But six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Talking to my brother Cartoon, man. Just to give you guys the call letters. We will not be going to any commercials tonight. We'll try to get them when we do the re up and they redo this show. Shout out to all my tech people, man. All my High schoolers and all my college students, college students out there helping me out. ECU, you in the house, you in the uh, Guild for college, and uh, shout out to my brother Rashad Woods, man. VP, Love and Father Society. Uh, prayers go to you and your grandmother, man. Nothing, nothing but the highest prayers. And uh, you know, as his grandmother is ill right now in the hospital with some complications, don't know what the what what destiny holds for her. But you know, God's blessings bestowed upon you all. Some very good people right there. But you know. Life is life is what it is, and we have to live through life and accept what life brings us, and uh, and we go from there. So, you know, as I say to everybody out here who are listening to the show, <clears throat> love your people today, man. 
You know, give, the, give these folks their flowers today. Hug your moms, your dads, your pops, your brothers, your homies, your sisters, your daughters, sons. You know, hug these people, coworkers, whatever. Anybody that you're loving or that loves you, show them that love today, man. Don't wait until they're gone. They can't see it. They can't feel it. They don't know. They're away from here. You know, they're, 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 they're light years away from here. So, uh, you know, definitely show the love to people that you love while they're here. Uh, talking Ebola claims. Let me run, let me run something by you, man, real quick. Um, of course, among other things, I came across this article that said uh, how the Obama administration. Now I, I don't even you, you know me, man. I'm so over Obama mania for or against. I'm so over that. But I couldn't help but I, I couldn't help but to read this article because I, I found it uh, a little interesting. It said how the Obama administration failed to support HBCUs. Now, I could go into money, I could go into grants, I could go into uh, visits, and but I, I'm not, I'm not gonna go there with it because when I read it, here's where my mind went. My mind went to instead of how the Obama administration failed to support HBCUs, my mind went to. And, and I love my HBCUs. I, there's definitely a place for them. I love them. Historical black colleges and universities. I, I love you guys. Absolutely love you. All right. But my mind went to how the Obama administration failed the American people. That's where my mind went, including supporting HBCUs, right? Because well, we got to look at we got to look at this off face value. And 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 people, I've been called a maniac, stupid, an idiot, ludicrous, whatever about this Ebola outbreak or this Ebola uh, situation that we have going on. And I don't blame it on President Obama himself. I don't look at that man and go, Obama, it's your fault that Ebola exists and it's your fault that that Ebola is in America. But my brother, I can't help but to say to the people who said, shout out to President Obama for catching bin Laden, for making that call, for being, a, you know, in the Joint Chief room, for, you know, for giving them the green light, blah, 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 blah. And I said, man, damn, that's funny. The same people that wanted to give him credit for catching Bin Laden, when we know that was a military move, right? We know that was military intelligence, if it even happened, but we're going to just talk about, you know, off face value. So Yeah, because it was a little strange. Oh, very strange. But I, I'm not even going to get into the, the factual conspiracy theories of it, right? I, w- I can't even say conspiracy. The factual theories of what happened. I won't even talk about that or the logistics and all that, too. I'm, I'm not even going to go into that part. Just off face value for conversation, I found it amazing that the same people who gave the president or, or the Obama administration credit for capturing and the killing of bin Laden are the same people who don't want to accept the fact that someone from the executive level made the call to bring a scientist slash doctor whom had Ebola into the United States to be treated. Mm. And, 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 and weeks after doing that, whether they're linked or not, okay, whether they are linked or not, but weeks after that, here we are in present day 
with different claims of this person having it, that person having it, healthcare workers having it, the scare of a pandemic stricken in America. But they don't want to accept the fact that he was also sitting in the same executive seat when someone called and said, Mr. President, we want to bring this scientist back here, and he has Ebola. Oh, yeah. That's ludicrous to me. You know, See, because... Go ahead. Well, I, I, I just... I just I don't understand why people can't wrap their head around this, brother. I don't I don't I don't get it. I'm a man, listen, I'm a very fair minded individual. Right? And it's oh, yeah. and it's all based on common sense. As as you said, I saw online, you know, I'm an expert in common sense as well. You and I both we have our doctorate degrees and in, 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 in we're experts and scientists in common sense. Thank oh, yeah. God. But folks are not realistic. So let me ask you, because I, maybe I am crazy, right? Maybe I don't get it. But was this not the same individual who made the call? Let me just call it what it is, because this, this is what I called it weeks ago when it happened. Maybe, maybe a month or two ago. I can't even keep up with the timeline. But this, isn't he also the same person that's responsible for the smuggling in Ebola so they could study it and pro- and possibly create a, a, a vaccine for it for sale? Isn't he the same individual that was responsible for that? I, I would I would have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> These have folks to... have smuggled in Ebola, brother, in the in in within an American scientist. With the claim to treat it, I'm just calling it like it is. They don't like it, write me a letter, come holler at me, government. You know, these folks have smuggled in this virus in the hopes to study it and create a vaccine for it for profit. Let's just call it what it is. And and not only profit, but I also believe for, for population control. If indeed he did, it was a bad move. The thing about them types of things, you know, when when a person, when a scientist starts dealing with diseases, wait a minute, let me backtrack. Speaking of scientists dealing with diseases, you know, it's funny how Ebola and AIDS come out of Africa. But it's also funny that Ebola and AIDS show up in places that have been colonized and the scientists showed up too. I've always wondered that. Because if, 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 if common sense logic dictates that if Ebola's been around since the beginning of time, people wouldn't have right. just heard about it a few years ago. Yeah. So if, if these things show up with the advent of scientists, these highly advanced scientists, these diseases show up. They say AIDS started somewhere in Kenya. Kenya was colonized. For a very long time, centuries you know, probably before, probably around the same time South Africa was colonized. It may have been colonized. I'm not necessarily sure, but it was colonized for quite some time. These diseases showing up with scientists. So yeah. as a reason, scientists will come wherever these advanced scientists are, which are the Western world. They will want to bring it here to study, but it's a bad idea. It's too late now. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, that just, just imagine some dope fiend shooting dope. 
some IV dopamine, get get a whole, you know, bowl or something, you know. Ooh. I lived in they got a lot of cats that shoot methamphetamines in their arms. They ain't they, sure. they ain't smoking, snorting, they mainlining it, right? Right. So when the proteins get it, what about people passing cigarettes? Let me get shorts on that cigarette, dog. You know, you if if they get if it gets you, we in trouble, bro. If it gets in the street, like I believe it probably is, man, we got a problem. Got a real problem. You know, <laughs> a real problem. Especially if they hit that climb on there. In the you said well, what again? At the time, and go pudgy, we could be fortunate. You think so? We could be because it's 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 getting into the colder months. Mm. You know, and that I, I, I'm not sure, but but that tropics, it's probably not going to cool down too much. We may not be out. Man, this could be really bad. I'm thinking here in Los Angeles, but it's not tropical. It's not even a subtropical region. Disease is is a direct result of of what do you call that? Ambivalence. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, it's yes, sir. That the food. There may be food shortages on the planet due to this this virus ravaging Africa because a lot of raw ingredients come from Africa. Sure. Right. And now Africa is too poor to fight this drug. I mean, this disease. Right. Now Africa is too poor to fight this disease, and and there could be a food shortage as a result of Africa not being able to fight this disease. It's standing the reason that most of the food comes from Africa in the world. And then it's getting exploited well, all, and it's, it's has has, has all really offered their efforts to fight it. Well, all these raw materials are, are going to go up. Commodities is, go, is going to go through the roof. I mean, diamonds is going to go through the roof because someone has to work those diamond mines, right? Yep. Right. Somebody's got to work there. So when you have a whole, when you got a country of sick people, or you have a disease running rampant like that, no one's gonna go there. So now you got to pay triple for someone to fly there. You got to pay triple or danger pay to have someone to work there. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And I'm just, I'm just simply talking about a diamond. That's something very vague. That's something we don't have to have. But when you start talking about uh, some of the exotic fruits that we have. It's going to get pretty interesting, I think. I think it is, too. You know, a lot of tools, a, a lot of uh, materials for conductors come from Africa. You know, you got copper and, and and a lot of, you know, different precious metals down there, even gold. The diamonds are used in a lot of tools, medical yeah. equipment, and so forth. You know, it could be economic reason that they want this Ebola in the street so they could raise prices on certain things. May not the prices on things may not be high enough for the fat cats, so they want more. Oh, absolutely. It really does, but there has to be a motivation for them allowing, even allowing people into hospitals. There has to be a motivation for it because it doesn't make sense. You want me to tell you what it is? What is it? You know what it is. Come on. I got an idea. I just didn't want to stay. I don't want to say it. I know, but allow me to sound like the crazy one because I pushed the envelope. And that's why I love this show because on this show, 
I can say the things that some people are thinking it like, you know, that thought that you have in the back of your mind, but you're like, nah, it's not that. Yeah. Ain't no way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know that thought that you know, I, I'm tripping. That It's that I'm tripping thought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's that I'm tripping thought. So you got Bill Gates involved with this. Come on, we know who he is. Everybody knows Bill Gates is an elitist. He doesn't hide it. They don't even hide it anymore. He's a globalist. We we know this. Population control guy. You know, uh, all that. Yeah, and he puts his money where his beliefs is, where his beliefs are. So anytime Bill Gates starts talking, you should be very, very afraid. Anytime Bill Gates starts talking about vaccines, immunizations, you should be very, very, very afraid. Because that guy, he really believes, and, 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 and this is what it is too, by the way, that guy really believes that the less people there are on earth, the better the world will be for people to his statue. Oh, yeah. To people on his level. To people, in other words, to other globalists, to people who are elitist and have that elitist mentality and that elitist money. This is called it what it is. This yeah, Ebola is population control, man. It's population you know, control, man. People don't want to accept that. I, look, again now, again, bro, I didn't mean to cut you off. But again, this is that thought that you have in, 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 in the very back of your head that you're like, nah, I can't be. I'm tripping, but I'm just going to put it out there. This is a disease that even if they get it right, like even if they have the proper vaccines for this, because from what I understand, it can be avoided and it can be treated and it doesn't come back again. Right. So when I read that, I went, hmm. <laughs> I had a Sherlock Holmes moment, bro. For real. Because this is one of those things. Right, say again? It's got a 40% mortality rate. There you go again. So, also, I understand that, that, that the vaccine, all of a sudden now they're talking vaccines. I never even heard or read anywhere prior to these last couple of months about any kind of vaccine for Ebola. As far as I stood and what I knew, and that's from reading, is that it couldn't be treated. Now, well, all of a sudden, they say they're going to try to use the antibodies from people's blood <laughs> and infected with it, right? But you never know how that's going to work. Well, that scientist doesn't have it anymore. Mm. I forget his name. Lord, I forget his name. I apologize, KRPers out there. You guys know you're B.I.G. in my book and look it up for yourself. But he doesn't have it anymore. He got sick again, but it was from something else, as as reported. And he doesn't have it anymore. So all of a sudden, there's a vaccine. Now, I listened to this study. I went back and read this study, I think, from 19... I'm going to say 1972. And that may not be right. It's on the CDC website, but you got to dig deep, man. You got to dig deep, man, to, to get this, right? Mm-hmm. And And this is when they were talking about the second outbreak of it that happened, I think, in the 40s. All right, they were going back talking about that and how they were going to prevent it. 
and and this gentleman, this scientist was saying that uh, they're close to a vaccine. This was back then. We're close to a vaccine, and it can be treated, right? It can't be cured. At that point, he said it can't be cured, but it can be treated like you attributed to what you were just saying. But he said it's so hard to make the medication. It's so hard to make the medication, and it takes so long. So rock with me for a second. We have this Ebola in the United States, which I believe is a form of population control again. Okay. Uh, There's going to be, from what we know of it, there's going to be a vaccine, okay? They're going to have something to cure people. And it's going to take a while to make. I think the guy said a month and a half, 45 days, let's say. So in that 45 days, we're going to run out somewhere. Now, I'm talking worst-case scenario, right? I'm, I'm going step-by-step, step, but I'm talking worst-case scenario. So we're going to run out somewhere. So that means once we run out, who are the people... You, you 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 feel me? You feel me, man. I know you feel me. It's just like budgets when I was talking about the projects on this show right here on KLP Radio Show, go back two shows ago. When the budgets are cut, man, who are the people who are most heavily affected? Poor and working class. Poor. Absolutely. Even under this free medical I want to help you, Mr. Federal Government, want to help you get well uh, uh, agenda that they so-called have. You know, we've seen this same kind of thing. I know I'm jumping around, man, but we've seen this same kind of thing with with, with, with subsidized or, or project housing or public housing. We've seen it before. When the government steps in and say, I want to help you, they have a bad track record. Why in the hell does especially black people in America Continue to listening to that same old bullcrap. Because they reject logic, bro. See, you know, when, when you when you talk about the federal government, you, you remember Obama was talking about they're gonna have jobs plans and all this stuff to help out the industry. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, those people aren't. They are. I have to imagine that they are not ignorant people. And the only way that you can actually have jobs. Your own community is if you own the businesses in your own community, right? That's right. That's right. That's a fact. That's a fact that nobody can refute. Yeah, they can't. They won't. They won't open their mouth and say we're gonna have a jobs plan, jobs plan, jobs plan. But if if you got guys, let's say across the street, and I'm not trying to be racial or nothing like that, I'm calling it like it is. Call like it is, brother. They don't hire blacks under any circumstance, and I can't blame them. And the reason I can't blame them is because I would not give you a job when my brother needs a job. I couldn't justify allowing you to feed your family while my brother suffers. So you could forget coming to me for a job. I understand that mentality, you know, but I'm saying that this is a reality, that if we don't own businesses, we don't have no kind of power. As long as we don't have no power, that stuff is going to come. It's it's going to show up. You don't have the money to stop it. Nobody's going to intervene on your behalf. You're poor. And as far as the society is concerned, the best thing to do with poor people is get rid of them. Absolutely. 
It's the truth. Yeah, the poor is a drain on society. At the, man, it's, it's, it's Keynesian economics, man. And and, and okay. people don't care to understand math. And not understanding math is, is, is bigger than just not being able to count your money, but it will kill you. Seriously, it'll kill you because if you're the type of individual that thinks that free is actually free and there's no there's no underline to it, there's no debt to free, that'll kill you. That mentality will kill you, man, in one way, shape, or form. It'll have you dying on the planes of hesitation. We got if 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 the youngsters out here, the, our older generation failed us by not by not buying these businesses. And they can refute that all they want to, but they didn't want business. They didn't want banks. We got check cashing places all over the place. So now we got check cashing places, no banks, so we can't get a loan, the open businesses. The older generation wasn't concerned about it, so now we can't open businesses. We don't have the understanding of open businesses. And then the, it's locked down already, so you don't really have a chance of owning anything. So what are we supposed to, what are we going to do? You know? That's a major question because without money, you can't fight. You can't fight anything without money. The first thing you got to fight that takes money is hunger. Once you fight the hunger, then you can go on other things. We don't fight. Ebola's coming. It's going to come to our neighborhood because we won't fight them. It's going to come down to money. It's going to come down to money. It's going to come down to money and budget. LAX? With Ebola, supposed case of Ebola, they took him straight to the first black hospital they could find, Inglewood. They ain't taking the UCLA with all his, with his advanced treatment and stuff, or his Kaiser placement. They took him to Centinella Hospital in Inglewood. Wow. Now, I ain't going to be raped their facilities, but it's not the best hospital around. Yeah, I know. It, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you you Shout out to everybody. At, at Inglewood Hospital too, man. I, I, shout out to some of the workers there. I, I've seen it. I, I haven't been inside, but I've seen it. And, and, I, and I know there are good and bad people everywhere. But like you said, man, the reality is that's that's not the best hospital, especially not in that LAX area. Okay. Who you want to expose them to? Once you take them to Centinella, a number of blacks going in there in Mexicans. You got quarantines. You got a you got a brand new state of the art facility in downtown Los Angeles. Yep. That was, in, in fact, it's so state of the art that they shut down the trauma center at Martin Luther King Hospital down there on Wilmington and Imperial Highway on the border of Compton and Watts. Nobody did the shot. Yeah, they shut it down a few years ago so they could take them to UCLA Medical Center. You got to go clear through Los Angeles and downtown to get to UCLA Medical Center, right? Man, you'll die before you get there. Hell yeah, that's what it was. That's what it's for. Oh my God, are you serious? And it's a cold, it's a cold game, bro. That's a cool fifteen miles through the city, right? At least in, in good traffic, though, right? That yeah, that's good traffic. But, but downtown L.A., come on. You got to take the one ten straight on down. Ain't gonna be no good nah, traffic man. on or on Figueroa. So that means you can't get injured from one p.m. <laughs> through seven. <laughs> That's crazy. No, you don't eat so. You can't get injured, period, because they closed it down. It's no longer there. Wow. So if you get shot in Compton, you got to go all the way through L.A. Hope you make it. Hope you make it. 
Hope That's what it, it is. But I'm saying with that, that hospital, state of the art, if it was good enough for them to shut down a trauma center that was well-recognized and, and, yeah. and extremely accessible, if it was good enough for that, it had to be good enough to quarantine a Ebola patient. Yeah. If they can yeah, handle the, the, the hard coming from Compton and Watts in L.A. right here, they can definitely handle an Ebola patient. <clears throat> when you said it was elite stuff, you're right, because they took it straight down here to the city. That's just what I believe, man. I, I I think I think the elitists are at work, and I think they don't hide it anymore. Once upon a time, they hid it, but they don't hide it anymore. I mean, they talk about it in plain sight. You look at what's going on financially across this nation. You look at what's going on in the health sector across this nation, and everything... Which which brings me to what supposed to have been the topic of the show is who really do you really control your life? Do you who runs your life? Uh, everything now is being funneled, if not already controlled or mandated or managed at least, but everything is being funneled through the hands of the federal government. Everything, and these people can't manage themselves, literally. <laughs> Literally, right? Not even, not figuratively, but literally, they can't manage themselves. It's, it's a proven it's like fact. That's like they some third grade stuff, you know. It seems, you know, I'm gonna tell you something. Them cats up there in Capitol Hill, they all need to get fired, bro. They all fell. And and, and, and I remember when Obama got first uh, his first election. That very night, stood up in there with his other friends and said, "We're gonna do everything we can to make sure he's a one-term president." We're gonna fight every ounce of legislation. Yeah. And I'm not you know, I'm not necessarily defending President Obama, but all I'm saying is this. If everybody's so busy fighting, ain't no way you can work together to solve one problem. Not one. Can't Those guys problem. haven't fought. Yeah. They've they've agreed with them to everything he's done. That's what scared the hell out of me. I don't want them to agree with him. You know what I want everybody to do? I want everybody to back up off the extremist positions because you all we already see that both extremes ain't gonna even think about making anything beneficial to the public. So you gotta come Absolutely. to the you know, Absolutely. The Absolutely. Absolutely. My way or the highway don't work. You got one person nope. my way, other person highway. The the Not Senate is my way, the the House of Representatives highway, you know. Can't win. If you can't do nothing for the people, nothing. This is the most inept government in the history of inept governments. Well, I'll tell you, man, it's uh it's 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 scary what's going on. If you're a realist it's scary. If you're really paying attention to what's happening, it's it's scary. And you know, I I'm a father before I'm anything. And I want I can't help but to wonder, man, with with the rate of failures okay with the rate of failures that are happening in Washington DC and and in all other 48 with the rate of failure that they keep displaying and all these uh um death-defying events that continue to happen it just makes me wonder are are my kids going to see 40 are they going to see 50 
Mm. Or are we going to be living in a society much like what the elitists want? You know, the poor living pretty much underground, the poor living like scavengers, not accepted into society because they can't hold, hold they can't hold up on themselves. They can't hold their own weight. They can't provide to an elite society. Could provide for themselves, but you got to remember the elite theory is that even a rich man doesn't belong as his peasant, as his servant. So you can forget what poor is going to, you can only imagine, you can't even imagine how poor yeah. will be treated and, and, and acted upon. So, you know. At, all you got to do is look at it now and, that, and multiply it. Look how they treat the poor, bro. Poor is going to be through, you know. You have, in, in, in the federal government in the United States, you got people that's intent on keeping power, opposed to governing society. It's a dangerous thing. You know, it's a it real is. dangerous thing. We have people who make politics their career. They can never do a good service to the nation, never. Look at the House of Representatives. You got people that have been there 40 years, 30, 40 years. They get elected once every two years. They constantly in campaign mode. There's no way that they could care about me. Oh, no. Absolutely not, man. Speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, with this uh, uh, new SAR that the government, that, that uh, President Obama appointed, um, Klein or Klein, I just remember him from the Selinsky scandal. That's what I remember from him. He worked for... Uh, uh, Joe Biden, but uh, mm-hmm. he was he was appointed the Ebola czar. What's a czar do? Can you, can you explain to me what a czar does? A czar is a dictator. Yeah. Basically, he ain't playing. You know, but <laughs> I, I I look at that as a as a, as a move to appease the population. The best thing that you could ever do is produce results. Period. You know, it doesn't matter how many different czars you name, how many people you appoint to cabinet positions. If they're not giving results, something's wrong. And Ebola's czar, in all honesty, should be a doctor, a really qualified viral specialist. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely should be a doctor, not a... Not one. It should be a panel of them. Sure. Because that way you can have a you can have a, the best suggestions coming forward, and you'll be able to find a way to treat this thing effectively. Name the one person who just could please the public and tap down a little bit of the anxieties. One person. This dude is a, this, this guy's a thief. Who they just named? This guy's a thief. He's a shyster. And I guess in the Western days they'd call him a carpetbagger. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> He's a he's a, a a a piece of crap who's responsible for the deaths and 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 the disease and and hurt for hundreds of thousands of people, maybe even millions of people, and for also ripping off the federal government and the American people with what they did at, at Solyndra. It should be out of business permanently. Um. But yeah, hey man, listen, I I our time is up, man. Our time is up. I I feel I feel weird, brother. 
because, <clears throat> you know, normally when we come on the show, I try to at least introduce some sort of solution, if you will, you know, or or, or invoke some kind of. Now, I think we we both invoke invoke some kind of thought into the hearts and the minds of people, but I try to leave people excited with the fact that everything is going to be all right, you know. And and I can't help. I mean, I've been feeling weird for the past month, you know, to be quite honest. But I just feel like something's going to happen, man. I tell you this, Pudgy. There's one thing that we can do. We can pressure the federal government into doing something reasonable about this Ebola epidemic. And that is this. There's real there's a real simple way to handle it. You got all these eighteen wheelers, you got all these different units fitted for combat. I figure you may as well fit a couple of hundred of them for dealing with Ebola quarantine immediately. And not go through all kinds of back uh back alley methods of getting it get it done today. So we keep these people that are infected with Ebola out of hospitals and prevent them from contaminating and shutting down entire hospitals. We gotta force them to use something other than a hospital. Got to. That's the first. Step. That's the that's the best thing we can do. Is force them to immediately, not even allow people, even in the airport. You're gonna have to have them in the airport. You're gonna have something right there in the airport, a containment area right there for everybody that was on the airplane. I like that. Hell yeah. You got to immediately. You can't. You have to fight this disease with ruthless efficiency. You cannot sit around and be worried about how people feel about it. You're coming off the airplane. You're getting your ass in quarantine right now, and everybody on the plane is going. I don't care what you got to do when you get out. I don't care if everybody in your family is in, is in intensive care, plugged up to life support. You're going to have your ass in quarantine. And you ain't going to be in no hospital. And it probably ain't going to be fun. But guess what? You can't be nice about it. Because if, if you allow one person to escape with it, you endanger the entire population. <clears throat> you got to I love you everything got you said about that. And I agree. But you know what, man? That would only work for a number of people who care to cure this thing or to care, who cares to get a handle of this disease and right now they're not displaying they're not displaying themselves as individuals who care to get a handle on this disease if that was so I think you and I both could agree that these damn borders would be shut down hell yeah let me tell you how serious they are how, if, that I know that they can show diligence I used to work in a city called Livermore in Northern California Caught the bus one day and got off the bus and started walking down. I can't remember the name of the street, but just I was between the western gate, a western fence of Lawrence Livermore Nuclear Laboratory and a long strip of businesses to which I was headed. Mm -hmm. When I got off the bus, there was a truck pulled over. I kept on walking down the street, and by the time I got about a, a block down the street, a van pulled up and about five dudes with white suits hopped out of that van with weapons and asked me if that was my truck. Whoa. Now I know that if they can be serious about a truck pulling up like that and pulling up, uh, pulling up in front of a nuclear laboratory, I'm sure they can do the same thing about the Ebola patients, put them in quarantine immediately. Don't worry about what it looked like either. 
That's serious right there. We that that's that's serious business right there, man. Hell yeah. Be efficient. Contain it. Show that you really want to do it. If if they don't want to do that, I could I I know there's other ways of people containing it. But I think that's an excellent way to at least keep it from hitting the soil. At least from people getting off of planes, you know, even a cruise ship. And quarantine up immediately. Don't even let them off the airplane. It Somebody doesn't even appear. It, it it just see all these things that you say are are those would appear to be um, events of, of of or moves from people who care to uh, get a hold of this thing though, and and that's why I say it's either a worse than what they're saying it is. And I only say that because of how they're acting, how they're responding. I know that when things are really bad in this country about a certain event or something that's going on, the executive branch stays their ass out of it. And they always put the other alphabet boys in front and let them comment and speculate and talk about what they're going to do. Well, this time their fall guy is the CDC, okay, and the (laughs) FDA. So yeah. they've thrown them out there to the wolves. They're making a comment. They're making a statement every other week, it seems. Every other day, it seems like. Some sort of release here and there. This this medical guy, that medical guy. So it's either A, worse than what they say it is based on the moves that made in the past. Okay. We talk about like smallpox and, and, and other sorts of things, H1N1. Or it's either B, it's mutated. And they think it's going to get worse than what they can handle. Ooh, that's bad. Right? That's so, bad. That's bad. Here's what we got to watch out for in the next, I'm going to say, three to six weeks to 12 weeks, right? Three to 12 weeks. If the president of the United States goes away, takes his whole family, and the vice president, and they go in some sort of meeting, as they say, or on some sort of retreat, because you got to remember, it's close to the end of the year, so they'll try to play it as close as possible to Thanksgiving or Christmas to say that he's going on a holiday vacation. Right. But if he goes away, and the vice president goes away, I'm trying to tell you, brother, this thing is far more serious than what they're letting on. So the jury's still out on that. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen. But I'm not, for them not making the move to close down the borders, okay, for them not to issue this a state of emergency right now, man, it, it just don't make sense, man. No quarantine locations. It, it, it just don't add up. It just well, don't add up. They transport these cats in ambulances. Yeah, I and can't, I can't see the sense in driving somebody clear through a city into a hospital who are who is extremely contagious with something as deadly as Ebola. I can't see what logic, what sense says take them to the hospital and drive through the city. Well, you got a tarmac right there that's blazing hot. You keep people out there. You separate everybody into a different unit, and hey, yeah, 
If, if, if everybody check out 21 days, go home. There ain't no worse than throwing somebody in jail for a crime they didn't commit for a few months or something like that while they're waiting on trial. You know? I mean, it's just the same. It's, it's, it's no different. Except that person waiting on trial just maybe beat somebody up, and this person with Ebola is going to infect a bunch of people. You know, Dr. Doctor uh, Katz, L. Katz, I can't remember what his first name is. It, it might be uh, Lewis or Larry Katz. Uh, he's a QC for – he's an infectious d- disease expert, right, out of, mm-hmm. out of, out of Rockland uh, – out of, out of Rock Island County, I think. Um, this guy, he said that the disease may not be airborne, but it stays on surfaces for hours or days after being spit on by a patient. Hours Ooh. or days after saliva – Touches this thing, and if you touch it or scratch your eye, put your fingers in your mouth, you can possibly get it. Oh goodness gracious! They don't talk about him, and I and I I got some more stuff that he said too that I had wrote down there, but I wrote it in a rush. But look look this guy out. There's a video out. Lewis Lewis Katz. Lewis Katz. Is it a C or K? Out of Rhode Island. Sorry. Is it a C or K in Katz? Uh, K K A T Z. Okay. I'm gonna see if we can find that that video that he has out there. But he's on record, man. He's on record with this. So so to me, that would further explain uh, how these healthcare workers could possibly be sick from it, or how they could have gotten sick from it, even if it's not airborne. Oh yeah. And 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 like you say again, with not knowing the proper way to clean this, because we don't know what kills it. We don't know. What what uh, uh, chemical kills it? You yeah, know they say what, bleach kills everything. Yeah. What about coming? What about people who go show up? That these let's say that these doctors over in Africa and they interacting with people in the emergency rooms. But what about the interactions they have outside of the hospital? You know exactly. See, these are things that you cannot. You can't walk around in a bowler suit all day. You know. Nah. Two places <laughs> that, that they gonna have to watch in this country. It's two places, bro. The schools and the rehab clinics. Some drug addicts, guarantee if one of them getting an STD clinic. Three places, the schools, STD clinic, and the rehab, guarantee you. They're going to be showing up. Well, man, I just, I don't, I don't know where we're going to go from here. The, the best thing that I could say to, to my KRP listeners out there, I love you guys. The best thing that I could say is is at this point well I think the worst thing that we could do is take this thing for granted that's the worst that we could do the worst that we could do is ignore it not treat it as being serious uh not or or, or another worst thing that we could do or, or another bad thing that we we could be doing right now is looking at this thing as if it's a joke it's a hoax it's not real no 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 it don't work like that it don't work like that we need to treat this thing as if it's real, as if it's right in front of us, as if it's happening in our community, in our state, in our city, and as if we know somebody who's contracted it. Because you know, like I know, just like with HIV AIDS, people don't take it serious until it strikes fear into their personal lives. They don't. Yeah, it got to hit home. Got to hit home. Got to hit home first. Got to hit home. 
like you said, with banging, a lot of people don't take banging serious, especially outside of West Coast regions, right? Because people glorify it on the East Coast. And I, I know it's two totally different things, and I'm not trying to attribute gang banging to Ebola. I'm not doing that. I'm just making a point. But people glorify it, and, and they love it until it, until it comes down to getting busy, to putting in some work. Oh, yeah. A lot of people quit then, gang banging when they get shot or their brother gets shot or something or their friend gets smoked. They quit. Yeah, yeah. because the they reality, haven't hit home yet. Yeah. So what I'm saying and what I'm asking everybody to do, what I'm praying you guys would do, I'm begging you to do, is to treat this thing as if it's a reality, man. You know, look it up, understand what it is, get the facts on how you can contract it. And, you know, I just thought of something that they're talking about saliva and you're talking about a sneeze that would make it airborne too, because it, it apparently it doesn't die. See, this is crazy. See, here's my mind at work right now. I didn't even mean to cut that off, but I'm just saying that people take it serious. But oh, oh, for just for a sec, if one sneezes, that means that the saliva comes out of their nose and out of their mouth, and it be and it, and it, and it, and it sometimes it hit, it touches the surface, or it dissipates out of their body. It it don't just I'm sorry, it don't dissipate, but it comes out of their body and it lands on a surface. But before it touches that surface, it travels through air. Droplets sneeze is twelve feet per second. Okay, so check this out. If this disease, according to Dr. Katz, if this disease can exist on a surface in the form of saliva and not die when it hits the air, that would subsequently make this disease airborne, brother. I I already figured it was airborne. Without no. saying it, right? You know, without saying it, I'm, now I'm not saying it travels through the air, but if it doesn't die after 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 being uh, uh, after hitting the air, if it doesn't die from from landing on the surface and with exposure to air, that would make it a communicable disease. That's what I'm saying. If it gets into the school system with these children with that whooping cough and so forth, then it's it's going to be really bad. See, man, that's what I'm saying. These these folks are lying. These folks are lying. I'm going to tell you, man. Folks, to to all my KRP listeners out there, start taking this thing serious, man. Don't be embarrassed about wearing a mask. You know? And and, and, and here's a... This is uh, uh, props to what you were just saying earlier, brother, because like you said, not only in the African region, but also... In 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 the West, over here, this is gonna affect all sorts of things, and that's why. See, here it is, man. That's why they're not making a big deal about it, because it's gonna affect the way people work. It's gonna affect production, and if it's gonna affect production and the way people work and the way they maneuver, it affects the American dollar because our dollar is based off a thriving economy, and if the economy ain't going. We ain't making money. You got a good uh, a, a good barometer right now in Dallas. They're gonna shut down that hospital. You got a good barometer right there. You got to think about the industries that support the hospital, right? Yeah. You got the 
let's look at the let's say a trucking industry because they got to pick up the bio biohazardous waste and deliver Absolutely. it to a, a facility. You got uniforms, you got food, you got medical supplies. We go on and on and on about the people that's going to be affected by that. Then you got the local businesses where people come to and they eat and so forth and so on. You got places that's going to uh, deteriorate because they don't have that business. And you never know how much of it's going to ever come back. There it is, man. We, we you know, I'm, look, man, I'm not saying we're geniuses, man. I thank God for the minds that we have and all of that, man. But just through conversation and, and, and a little bit of reading and paying attention and a little knowledge that we've been given, you know, I think these are the these are the realities that we're facing. You know, they're not talking about they're not they're not being proactive in in taking steps to quarantine this because they know what public perception is and and public reaction will be. If they start quarantining things, people aren't going to go to work. Kids aren't going to go to school. Folks aren't going to pay their bills. The economy doesn't thrive. America loses money. It's all about money. We said it earlier in the show. It's all about money. Yeah, and you got to add the fact that these apes in D.C. want to sound like they know what they're talking about, like they're in control of the situation. You know, the favorite, their favorite thing is don't panic. If it's necessary for people to stay out the way, you got to tell people to stay out the way. Sure. You know, you can't let nobody, you know, if it, you know, if you go to certain areas in certain cities and it's, and it's a little warfare going on right there, and you know about it, you know somebody going over, you probably want to tell them to slow their roll and don't go over there right now. Let that die down, you know. So why not oh, tell yeah. somebody body bowler? Say, man, y'all, you know, watch yourself because it's real out here. All it takes is well, it puts it to the hands of, of what you say, brother, you're fading out a little bit. I said all it takes is one person to get in the transportation system with it, it's on. I think it's Just done, man. I think it's done. It's a com- I think it's a combination of all the things that we talked about tonight, it being worse than what they're saying it is, okay, uh, 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 them not being proactive. I-, I think it's a combination of all those things. And and in the end, folks ain't going to go to work, man. People aren't going to pay their bills. You know, the economy doesn't thrive. And these elitists, see, this this fits all bills. These elitists are happy because a few hundred thousand people or tens of thousands of people are going to die from it, probably, or likely. Yeah. Hundreds or even thousands. So it fits all bills. Let them, you know, let them continue to work because we can't stop the economy just because of this disease. We can't. Listen, we're going to make a cure for it. Just keep the American people calm. Tell them it's not that bad. They'll continue to go to work. We'll work on the vaccine. We'll make money on the vaccine. The economy won't take a big hit. That many people won't die. The people that do die, they're just casualties of war. They're expendable anyway. And, and everybody's you know, happy. You know, you know, two things I just I just I just considered. One is that people who fly in, they usually want to get a rental car. You know what else they really want? The hotel Ooh. room. They Ooh. want a room. And they never change the sheets in them hotels. <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey man, it could get bad. I'm telling you, man, we we we're, we're definitely in for something here, man. I, you know, I I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I I can pray so that it, it's not as bad as as uh 
what I contemplate, but uh, I think the reality is uh, uh, very ugly. I think the reality of what what we're facing is, is very ugly, and uh, you know, folks, you better you better get prayed up. You better start reading on this man because you know th- this is no joke, man. This is no joke. It's stock up on some water. Yeah, man. Yeah, you better get what you can get now because the trucks ain't gonna be running. The trucks, trucks won't be moving, man. Anyway, look, cartoon man, we gotta roll, brother. Salute to you, my man, my main man on the west side. Yo, when I get back to L.A., man, I'm looking you up, and um, we gonna have a drink, but we gotta bring some paper cups or something, cause <laughs> hey, I don't know, man. We'll. Listen, just be safe. Sorry. I do, brother. I do. Stay safe. Stay prayed up. Hey, one more time, let the folks know where they can find your book and what the title is. It's on Amazon.com. The title is Modern Curiosities 2 Ebola Epilepsy. There it is, folks. So there it is. Make sure you get that book, folks. Uh, Modern Curiosities 2 Ebola to Epilepsy We're definitely going to pick it up Check Amazon.com Shout out to everybody out there For listening to the KLP Radio Show Man you guys are B.I.G. in my book Remember God is love Love is God Communicate with the people Do not walk past people Without saying hello Don't spit on them Because you might get shot today But uh <laughs> You know A little bit of humor man I got to try to leave it With a little bit of humor man Remember tomorrow is Monday And we run Monday Because Monday don't run us LoveandFatherSociety.com Again, shout out to my brother Rashad Woods, man You are definitely in our prayers And your grandmother as well As we said at the top of the show B.I.G. shout out to you, brother And your family Shout out to my nephews out there Rocking the football Shout out to my football team My sons, my daughter, my family Everybody out there, man B.I.G. shout out Thanks for listening to the KLP Radio Show Cartoon, man, we out of here, brother You got any shout outs? Man, I just shout out to the well-being of society, brother there it is, man. Until next week, see ya. I just wanna be the one. I just wanna be the one you love. I just wanna be the one you love to when you're down. I just.